interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is the Awakening Podcast with Michael Tabisky. Hey guys, how you doing? How you doing? Yep, welcome to the Awakening Podcast with me, Michael Tabisky. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I already asked you. Uh, laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the Awakening Podcast. With this, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, it's going to get to, um, basically, it's get to get to know me a little bit more. Um, I'm going to tell you my testimony on how God has worked in my life and um, how God can work in your life as well, too. Um, God can work in your life through this testimony um, as well. And I want to let you know that I'm not a perfect person. And this, even though this is my story um, that God has given me this testimony, um, he can do the same thing in you and work in your life as well. So, um, all right. So first of all, what I want to do is um, I want to pray. I want to open this by praying and uh, letting the Holy Spirit come. Let them be not just necessarily my words, even though it's the testimony that God is giving me, but let them be His words um, that He will speak for me to speak to you. All right? Dear Lord, I thank you for God, this, this podcast, and I thank you for allowing myself to do it, Father God. I thank you for everything you've done in my life, Father Lord. And I thank you for everyone who is listening, Father God. I pray, God, that this, this episode touches, God, their life, Father God, the listener's life who are listening today, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for them. Thank you for bringing them here to listen to this episode, Lord. And your name, Lord. Amen. All right. So let's begin off the bat. My name, my full name is Michael Lee Kubeski. Yep. Yep. Born and raised in the Seattle, Washington area. Um, pretty much in the suburbs all of my life. Um, I've been here in the Seattle, Tacoma metro area, practically. Well, um, well, the suburbs, really, necessarily. Um, I was born at the University of Washington Hospital, um, and so I'm raised a natural Huskies fan. 
Um, so the University of Washington, that's my team, dog, dogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that is my team. That's my favorite college team. Always will be. Um, so anyways, raised here. And um, I grew up basically up in the, in the church. Um, I grew up in the church. And I was basically born into the church practically. Um, I basically, on December 2nd, 1981, I was born. I was hatched. <laughs> And my mom and dad brought me to the church that they went to, Lake Bourne Christian Center at the time. Yep, Lake Bourne Christian Center at the time. And my mom was pregnant, had me, and then the, wife, the pastor's wife, she was pregnant, and then had one of my friends, basically, that I grew up with. Um, she had him a month later after my mom had me and so me and my friend his name is Darren and we grew up together inside the church we played together we hung out together went to each other's houses yada 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 all that kid stuff um, and everything we even recorded a rap tape together a mix track <laughs> And um, everything like that. So he was a PK, and I was just, my dad was a deacon in the church, actually. And so in 94, 95, um, things changed. But my home life growing up, yes, my mom and dad, they met in, um, they met in church, actually, in the youth ministry. They met there, got married at the same church, and um, had me, and had my brother back in 1988, and everything. But growing up, my home life was not that great. Yes, my dad was a deacon of the church. Um, he was a believer, but not really a believing believer, and everything, stuff like that. And so, my grandfather, he was an alcoholic. And my dad, growing up, um, was not very good with my grandfather. Um, he used to beat my dad up, throw tools at him, stuff like that. That was not great. And so, that carried on his relationship. That carried on to his marriage with my mom. And he used to, my, he used to um, physically and emotionally abuse my mom. And I remember that as a kid. Life was hard as a kid growing up in that. And yeah, I remember watching that and seeing my dad go to jail a couple times wasn't fun was not fun now, on top of things see I used to be really strong in my faith when I was a kid really strong in my faith and the, the, how I really got to know Jesus originally 
was not necessarily just in church. Learning about God in church was, I said, I was watching a Christian broadcasting station with my with my mom, and they were saying, "Does anybody want to receive Jesus?" And so I said, "Yeah, yeah, I I do. I want to receive Jesus." And so I I prayed the prayer, <laughs> and I said, "Yes, I want Jesus to come in my heart." And so from on there, you know, I was um, really strong in my faith during school. I would tell other kids about Jesus. I put on plays in my own backyard. Um, and uh, shared the love of Jesus with the kids in the neighborhood. Um, we put on passion plays. Jesus dying on the cross. I would preach to the kids afterwards. Ask them that if they wanted to accept Jesus in their life. And uh, did that, and I got made fun of actually in school because I was so strong in my faith. And so, on top of um, seeing my dad beat my mom, on top of um, you know, on top of being made fun of at school, um, and my dad, he um, if I wouldn't do anything right to his standards, he would reject me. And so I, I basically cling to my mother during those times. And I was rejected by my dad. So on top of that, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, we all have, you know, we all have stories like that possibly, um, you know, and, but to this day, um, my mom and dad are still married and um, my mom tried to leave my dad a bunch of times and when we were, when I was a kid. But God has really changed my dad. He's really did work in my dad's heart and his life. And I've forgiven my dad for that for everything from the past. And things are not definitely not like they were in the past. God has really done a miracle. So that is my childhood. And then into my teen years, um, you know, I was still kind of strong in my faith. At high school, I, uh, my freshman year was not that great. <laughs> I'd get made fun of because of my faith in there. So my sophomore year. And then later on down, down the road, it kind of dwindled off to where um, I didn't get made fun of. Uh, because a lot of kids are actually Christians at, at the school. And so God was doing something different at that time. But yeah, 94, 95, my parents left the church and we started going to a bigger church. Um, at that time, it was called Renton Assembly. And now to this day, it's called New Life Church. So I used to be involved with the youth ministry um, there. And I was in the youth choir. And that's actually where I met at the time my girlfriend um i was dating other girls that were in the youth ministry and everything like that uh, but it didn't fall through with them and so i met my main girlfriend <laughs> which i could <laughs> call my main girlfriend because later on down the road it blossomed where she became my wife 
And my wife and I, we, um, Heather is her name. We got married in 2002. We got married two years out of high school. If you can believe it, two years out of high school. And, um, you know, even though that I was raised in the church, even though, um, you know, I was a Christian, I still had a rebellious spirit inside of me, you could say. Um, my mom and my mom and I didn't get along during for for a time for a season, and so I moved out and I moved to my grandmother's place. Practically, was uh, I was working during high school? Well, it was after high school is when I when when I uh, actually moved out and I moved to my grandma's place. I was working at um, I believe Godfather's Pizza. I think that was, or. Ivers, actually, something. I don't remember where I was working, but I've worked a few different places. Um, but whatever, <laughs> that's not important. <laughs> and anyway, so did that. Finally got my own apartment. And that's when I, Heather and I got married two years out of high school. Um, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and so anyways, With the stuff that I saw my dad due to my mom, I didn't have a godly example on how to treat a woman. I saw the things that, sh that my dad did to my mom, and so later on down, in the future, or in the down the road, it carried on to me the generational curse that was in our family. It's just basically cycled onto me, and so I was not the best husband. The first uh, the fi first five years were not the greatest, and I was. Verbally abusive to my wife. I was physically abusive to my wife. And it was not great. We had his son during that time. Our, our son. <laughs> our son. We had our son during that time. And one day, um, the whole big incident happened where basically Heather wanted to leave me. And so she took our son one morning while I was sleeping and she left me. And she went to go live with her mom. Or actually her her dad first. And later on down the road with her mom. And she put a restraining order against me. She put a no contact order against me. She put forced degree assault charges against me and this is this is the first time I have ever had anything like that against me. any 
Um, first time I've ever been in trouble with the cops. At all. With with the law. Um, I was never never a rebel. I mean, I never, you know, did drugs. I never smoked any illegal substances, took any illegal substances. I was a goody tush <laughs> kind of guy. I never even went to the club. Shoot, you know. Uh, and so, you know, I was I was afraid. On top of it, I almost lost my son. I only got to see him like um, a little bit. I got to, but we were we were separated for four months. That was the worst four months of my life. I I didn't know what to do. My wife wanted a divorce. Heather wanted a divorce. She wanted me to sign the papers. But during that time, that really, really helped. In a way, you could say it helped me. But it was the hardest part of my life that I ever had to go through. Um, and I, I just had to, and I, that during that time, I got the closest to God that I have ever gotten close to God before. And I just had to fall onto my knees and fall onto the carpet face first and just worship God and just surrender. And he helped me. He helped me and I became a better person because of that incident. I went through um, a few different courses during that time, counseling to get better. And um, I remember in court, we had to be in family court because of all this, all this stuff that took place. And I remember Heather was with her dad and um, I think I was with my parents or something. I don't remember, who, uh, but I sat in front of her and I heard her dad say, so do you want Mike to face any of these charges or anything like that? And I remember Heather saying, no, I just want him to get better. And I remember weeping <laughs> because of that. Like, I'm weeping now. <laughs> but, so, that's what I wanted to do. And I did. I'm not saying that I am a person, perfect person to this day. Because I never have been and never will be. The only perfect person is Jesus. And, so, basically, Heather saw me that I was getting better. She dropped everything. Didn't want the want the charges. Her and I got re uh, we got we renewed our vows, and we are together to this day. And you know, I was during that time. I I was confused. I didn't know what to do. I went back with my ex girlfriend because I I was hearing this thing, this thing, that thing. Heather was going for one of my friends at the time, dating him because she wanted a divorce and I didn't know what to do and but all the time I would worship God 
I would worship God during that whole time. And I got close to him. And I know I'm kind of go rabbit trailing and kind of going in a circle. <laughs> I forget things. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways. Um, and but I remember God telling me always he would speak to me. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. You may have to go through this a little bit. This is a hard, a hard time, but I will get, I will see you through it. And he saw me through it. And I trusted in him. I still trust in him to this day. And maybe you're going through the same thing. I don't know. I don't know your situation, friend. Maybe, you know, your wife wants to divorce. Maybe your husband wants to divorce from you. And you got, you're separated. And you know that God can help you through the struggle, through the trial. He is there for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you, the Bible says. And that, my story could be your story as well. In that situation, that type of situation. And so, yeah, so we went through that, and then we had our we had our daughter together, Lily. Um, my grandmother and grandfather, father, their health started failing. My grandfather, he passed away, in, I believe it was in 2008, I want to believe, I think it was. And then, um, yeah, 2009, my grandfather, grandmother started started feeling we had to put her in a, in a home and my wife got pregnant Heather got pregnant and during the time that during the time that my grandmother was with her health was failing and we told her when she was in the ICU I remember we, we told her um, that Heather was pregnant and we said, if it is a girl, we'll name it after you. And so, I remember God telling me, your child is a girl. It's a girl. And so we named our daughter, Lily, after my grandmother. And, uh... Yeah, she's just like she's just like my grandmother. How my grandmother was. Just <laughs> all the attributes about her are so awesome. And so much the same as with my grandmother. And uh is even left-handed just like my grandmother was. <laughs> it's awesome. So we had her, and then we decided, well, um, my parents, they we were they were still going to, uh, we're still going going to uh, rent an assembly at the time together, and then they turned it into New Life Church, and that church kind of got too big. Um, they were opening a new new building, uh, new sanctuary, and it was just too impersonal. Uh, so my parents 
they left the church. We were still going there for a little bit, maybe a year. And my parents, they started going to a smaller, smaller church, a four-square church, where a former person from Lake Bourne, um, he was an elder, and he started his own church, actually. I don't know if he actually started it, but he actually became the pastor of that church. So they started going there. And later on down the road, my wife and I, we just felt, well, we don't know anybody here anymore. Um, we might as well move on as well, too. And actually, I was, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Let me back step a little bit. Uh, my parents left during the time, I believe, before my wife and I got separated, actually. And my wife and I got separated. And so I, w I was starting to go to that church with my parents and they were meeting on Saturday nights. And so basically, anyways, long story short, we started going there with, with my parents, anyways. And um, when I was actually at a rent assembly, I, I was in the camera, I was doing the cameras uh, for them when I was a teenager. And I was a part of the media ministry. And I really wanted to have that set up at the church we were going to. I really wanted to start a live streaming system. And that fell through, unfortunately. Um, where we didn't get to do that. And so... We never, I never got to do that, and I felt my, my talents were being kind of, eh, not really used for God like I wanted them to. Um, and, but anyways, so we were still going there. I, I lost my job a couple times. Um, had to move in with friends. We did. We got a house together at one time. That fell through. We, um, we lived in an apartment, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, we lived in a hotel for like a couple months. We had to, all of us, my wife and I and my kids, and then we, later on we got a, um, I don't remember, but just things in life just, yeah, were not great, and everything like that, but. God was still there in the midst of the trial and in the storm. <laughs> and, but, so, a friend, I, I started to work at the airport. And back in, I believe it was, I want to recall my steps, but I believe. It was back in, before my wife and I were separated, God gave me a vision of a revival, actually a dream, a revival. And that dream was basically that there was two stadiums downtown Seattle, and those stadiums were packed full of people worshiping God. 
and they were the two stadiums that were actually at the time it was T-Mobile or I'm sorry now it's T-Mobile Park at the time it was Safeco Field and CenturyLink Field which is now Lumen Field and in between that stadium there is a parking garage he showed me that the stadiums were packed out full of people people worshiping God into the streets actually and in between the stadiums up on that parking garage there was bands and worship bands and there were pastors preaching the Word of God and what was happening was on the stadium in the stadiums on the TVs and on the big screens they were being it was being pumped into those stadiums and what was happening was people were People were getting baptized on the floor of the stadiums, um, and it was just so packed that it flooded the streets. I remember seeing people just bowing on their knees before God, worshiping God in the streets. And that this pa- this actually impacted the whole entire city. It shut down the entire city. Even all the other stadiums were starting to do it as well too. They were starting to get packed, and it was basically um a flood a spiritual well i mean it's not a flood a spiritual wave that it was impacting the world and the nation for god and later on god actually helped me write a book actually called the attractive christian looking into the hearts of believers to this day you can kind of get it on amazon but i it's passe (laughs) god is doing the new thing now but uh so that vision that he gave me, I started a ministry with, with a friend that I actually worked at the airport with. And we basically, we would still go to church. He, he moved in with us, with our family. And we started going to church on Saturday nights, like we were. Um, and then on Sunday mornings, we would actually go to downtown Seattle. And we would help a ministry down there and we would help them feed the homeless and give them coffee um we would preach to them in pioneer square it was actually in pioneer square and as well as we would pray for the homeless people at the end of us preaching and so we did this and we went to another church actually on Sundays after that. And it was awesome. It was it was amazing to do that. I love doing that. And we actually at the time we called our ministry Contagious Ministries. And we would just go around praying for people. It was amazing. And things turned where my friend he moved he got married. He moved out and moved to Oregon. And but I felt God bring me back to my roots actually at um well which is now called SRC, Seattle Revival Center. And which was my first home church actually. And so I myself was starting to attend SRC just by myself on on Sunday mornings and on my family we attended the same church on Sunday nights 
And eventually, um, actually what happened was my friend, Darren, he took over as the pastor. Actually, I got to be at his first, um, basically when they initiated him into being the pastor. Um, but then later just started going to that church because I really felt that they had a sense of revival. There was a lot of freedom where you could worship God um, without being restricted. And I loved it. And I knew that the vision that God gave me somehow, in a way, it kind of tied into things. And the pastor, Darren, my friend, he knew that I did kind of media stuff. And he asked me, would you like to become the media director? Would you like to to do this? And I said, sure, yeah, uh, definitely. I, I um, Let me pray about it. Let me talk to my wife. And eventually, my wife, she started um, actually um, coming. My wife and my kids started coming with me on Sunday mornings. And we were still kind of going to the church the night before. But eventually, um, we stopped going there. And God just had a better place for us. And to this day, um, I was, so during this, this time, I was, I was working at the airport. And um, after being laid off for two years, actually. And eventually, so I, I became the, the part-time media director, the uh, doing all that for them, working different conferences and stuff. And then eventually, um, God brought me into a position where the elders wanted me to become the full-time director. And so I got a phone call from Darren and he goes, Hey, the elders, um, they called me and they want you to give you a full-time position. And so I said, yes. And so that's where I am today. I am a full-time media person, technical coordinator for my home church. That I grew up in. And God has been so faithful and so good. And God is doing something new. I believe that the dream that God gave me over 10 years ago is about to come true, is about to, to spurt. Um, it's about, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, I, I just, I'm just blown away of what God is going to do, what he's doing now and what he's going to do. I got, when I, when I was um, actually, do, during those times, I actually got to work at those, um, of my many jobs, <laughs> I got to actually work at those stadiums, actually. And then I got to actually, before like a game would start, before I had this, before I had to clock in to my shift, I'd actually go up to that parking garage and I would pray from the north to the south, 
to the east of the west for the city of Seattle, for the state of Washington. And I would pray that God would start something new and that he would start revival in those places and that the place where I was standing was holy ground. I loved it. I loved it. And whew, I know that God is getting ready to do something new. And so that's me in a nutshell. That's me who Michael Kabisky is. I know that God has made me more than a conqueror. I know that God has made you more than a conqueror. More than you can ever imagine. God is for you and not against you, my friend. God will be there with you no matter what. Trust in Him. He loves you. He loves you, my friend. Hold on during this time. Hold on to Him. Maybe you're struggling with things. Maybe things in your life are not perfect, you know. Life is not perfect. The only perfect person that was, was, was Jesus. You know, things happen. Maybe you're in a toxic relationship. And, I don't know, um... I don't know what's going on with you, but God does. God knows what's going on with you. And He loves you, my friend. He loves you. But I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I thank you for my friends, God, that are listening to this episode right now, Lord Jesus. I pray to God, maybe whatever they're going through, God, I don't know what they're going through in their storm and their trials of their lives, um, whatever. But God, I pray, God, that they turn to you, Father God, that they turn to you, Lord Jesus, that they don't turn to drugs, they don't turn to alcohol, they don't turn to sex, they don't turn to whatever of the world to leave pleasures that this world offers, Father God, but that they turn to you, Father God, during this time, God, that they seek your face and your heart, Lord Jesus, that they come, that you draw closer and nearer to them, Lord. Oh, yes, 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 God. Mm, that they have an encounter with you during this time, God, that they've never had before, Yes, Jesus. Yes, yes. Give them a spiritual new encounter with you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Fill their hearts with your joy, Father God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, give them a dream, Father God. Invade their, their, their dreams, Father God, as they sleep tonight, Lord Jesus, after listening to this, Father God. Yes, Lord Jesus, invade their dreams, Jesus. God, thank you for, thank you for my friends, Lord. 
Thank you for them. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Let them know that you are near and you are with them, Father. Yes. And Lord, I thank you for everyone who has listened to this podcast, Lord. Thank you for letting them to let me tell my story on who you created me to be, Father God. You created me as I am, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I thank you for the story that you have given me, the testimony that you have given me, Lord, so that I can... um, You said that your testimony that would uh, by the blood of the Lamb, Lord. <laughs> I can't think right now. They overcame they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, Lord. Yes. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Allah. Yes. Yes. And that the people who are listening, God, that they would tell their testimony, Father, that they can overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony as well, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. In your name, amen. Well, thank you once again for listening to this podcast episode. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love ya. I love ya. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, remember to share this episode, um, like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, like us on um, Instagram, stuff like that. We're on there. Hey, we're even on YouTube now. Check that out. That's pretty cool. And please subscribe. If you want to get the latest episode podcast, you can subscribe to that. And it'll give you a little ring ring to let you know that there is a new episode that's posted. Alright? Love you guys. Remember one love, one hope, one God. And I'm out. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to The Awakening Podcast with Michael Kavisky. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast to all your social media platforms. Remember, one love, one hope, one God. Have a blessed day.